Schechter against the United States. The National Industrial Recovery Act case, 1935. These are the facts. During the economic depression of the 1930s, Congress passed the National Industrial Recovery Act in 1933, delegating to the president the power to establish codes of fair competition for the regulation of American business. These codes were to be voluntarily set up by businessmen and industrialists to set standards of wages, hours, working conditions, and business practices with each industry. Once a code was established, all members of that particular industry were required to obey it as if it were a law. One of the codes the president established applied to the live poultry industry of metropolitan New York, where the Schechters ran a small slaughterhouse and live poultry market. Feeling that the poultry code established regulations harmful to their business, they refused to abide by its provisions. They were arrested, tried, and convicted of deliberately violating the code. After several appeals, the case reached the Supreme Court of the United States. Argument by the attorney for the Schechters. May I please the court? Congress has enunciated no intelligible policies to govern the president when he establishes codes of fair competition under the act. There are no standards to guide and restrict his action and no procedures for making determinations to conform with due process of law. If in truth, the regulation of all private business is open to Congress in the manner contemplated in the Recovery Act, then surely Congress itself must state clearly what its policy is. It cannot delegate to the executive branch powers which belong to Congress alone. Otherwise, dictatorship is surely here. We also urge upon the court that even if Congress does have the power to give the president such unlimited authority, it exceeds its powers under the Commerce Clause of the Constitution when it establishes minimum wage and maximum hour requirements for businesses not in interstate commerce. The government's argument that the Commerce Clause confers upon Congress the power to regulate anything and everything which affects interstate commerce is not proper or legal. Should Congress be allowed to reach so far, then individual liberty, heretofore regarded as secure from governmental meddling, is potentially subject to extinction. The National Industrial Recovery Act is therefore unconstitutional. Argument by the United States Attorney. May it please the court. A delegation of authority to the president in the Recovery Act was especially necessary in view of the national emergency confronting Congress at the time, requiring immediate action in many fields. In determining whether a delegation of authority to the executive is a valid one, the question is whether there is an adequate policy prescribed for him by the Congress. All the policies of the Act point toward a single goal, the rehabilitation of American industry and a speedy industrial recovery. This unquestionably was the major policy moving Congress to adopt the National Industrial Recovery Act. 
The industry codes were clearly intended to prohibit the exploitation of employees through the cutting of wages and lengthening of hours of labor. The basis on which the wage and hour provisions rest is that they are reasonable means for the prevention of labor disputes and so are adapted to protecting interstate commerce from the burdens caused by labor disturbances. We do not argue that Congress may control any form of activity which may conceivably affect interstate commerce, but we do contend that the depressed state of the national economy when the law was passed made it evident that interstate commerce was demoralized and endangered by acts which under normal conditions might not affect it. Because of this danger, Congress had the power to bring those acts within its jurisdiction under the Commerce Clause, and the National Industrial Recovery Act is therefore constitutional. The Opinion of the Court by Mr. Justice Hughes. We are told that the act must be viewed in the light of a grave national crisis with which Congress was confronted. Undoubtedly, the conditions to which power is addressed are always to be considered when the exercise of power is challenged. Extraordinary conditions may call for extraordinary remedies, but they do not create or enlarge constitutional power. The Congress is not permitted to abdicate or to transfer to others the essential functions with which it is vested. Accordingly, we look to the Act to see whether Congress has overstepped the limitations of the authority to delegate its powers, whether Congress, in authorizing codes of fair competition, has itself established the standards of legal obligation, thus performing its essential legislative function, or, by the failure to enact such standards, has attempted to transfer that function to others. What is meant by fair competition as the term is used in the Act? It is evident that in its widest range, unfair competition, as it has been understood in the law, does not reach the objective of the codes which are authorized by the National Industrial Recovery Act. Rather, the purpose is clearly disclosed to authorize new and controlling prohibitions through codes of laws which would embrace what the formulators would propose and what the president would approve or prescribe as wise and beneficent measures for the government of trades and industries in order to bring about their rehabilitation, correction, and development. Codes of laws of this sort are styled codes of fair competition. Such a sweeping delegation of legislative power is without precedent. It supplies no standards for any trade, industry, or activity. It does not undertake to prescribe rules of conduct to be applied by appropriate administrative procedure. Instead of prescribing rules of conduct, it authorizes the making of codes to prescribe them. For that legislative undertaking, Section 3 of the Act sets up no standards, aside from the statement of the general aims of rehabilitation, 
correction and expansion described elsewhere in the Act. In view of the scope of that broad declaration and of the nature of the few restrictions that are imposed, the discretion of the President in approving or prescribing codes and thus enacting laws for the government of trade and industry throughout the country is virtually unfettered. We think that the code-making authority thus conferred is an unconstitutional delegation of legislative power. 